Masechet Pesachim has been dedicated by Mr. Ike J. Shechebar in honor of his grandparents, Mr. Ike and Jeanette Bibi. We bless Mr. Ike Shechebar, who's been a sponsor of the Dafyomi for many uh, days. They should continue to enjoy success, health, and happiness. May his grandparents also enjoy much nachat from him as well as all their grandchildren and may they only share in semachot for the entire family. Amen. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by Joshua Danzinger in honor of Alan and Renee Danzinger in honor of their anniversary. Today's daf is being studied and Abraham bin Esther. Amen. We are starting on Petet Amudishon and we begin at the Mishnah in the middle of the Daf. Haomer Lebanav. A person tells his sons, Hareni Shochet et Pesach al Mishialim became the Rishon Nirushalayim. I'm going to slaughter the Pesach for the first one of you that reaches Yerushalayim. Uh, this is the uh, the father obviously leaves uh, for Yerushalayim uh, in the afternoon, and his children are following after. So uh, we understand over here that the father only is going to register the son that comes first. That's what we understand initially in the Mishnah. So it says, Once the first son, he uh, puts his uh, head and the majority of his body inside the city of Yerushalayim, so he's considered the first one there. So not only does he acquire his portion of the Qurban Pesach, but he also gains the portion of his brothers. Now, of course, this is uh, contradictory, because we just said that the father only had in mind for the first one, that gets Yerushalayim. So how is it once he gets Yerushalayim, he is Zohar for his brothers. So the Gebra uh, says, first of all, From this Mishnah you see the concept of Berera. Why? Because the father uh, at the time of the Shehita does not know which son is going to be first. Retroactively when the first son gets Yerushalayim, then we say that that was the father's intention at the time of the Shehita. That's using the principle of says, no, really the father had all the children in mind at the time of the Shehita in order to mizake all of them. So why do you say the first one that gets to Yerushalayim? It's just in order to encourage them to be energetic to perform the mitzvot. Which means he wants them to come to Yerushalayim as quick as possible. And therefore, it's just a, a ploy to get them uh, you know, not to be lazy in order to come to Yerushalayim. So therefore, there's no need, no need for Berera. He had in mind all of the children. Daikaname, proves this from the Mishnah, Diktani, because it says in the Mishnah, Umzakeh the brother that comes first, so he gains his portion and 
his brother's portion as well. If you said that the father registered them in the mind from the beginning, Shapir. So it makes sense why all the brothers as well are considered part of the Qurban. But if you say that the father did not have in mind to register them, them from the beginning, can now they become part of the Qurban? Which means we're going to learn in the coming up Mishnah that's going to tell us that people are only able to be part of the Qurban Pesach up until the time of Shahita. After the time of Shahita, you can't add new registrants on the Qurban Pesach. Proof positive that what? Must be that if the Mishnah says, that everybody becomes part of the Qur'an Pesach, must be that that was the father's intention from the times of the Shehita itself. There was actual story where the daughters came to Yerushalayim before the sons. Comes out that the sons are considered energetic, and the sons are considered, the girls are considered energetic, because they came first, and the boys are considered not lazy. Now from the fact that the Gemara used the terminology of that the boys, the Banim are considered zirizot, and the, the girls are considered zirizot, and the boys are considered shefelim, so what does that teach you? That really they're all part of the Qurban. It's just that one is considered lazy and one is considered energetic. If they were, uh, if the first one was considered part of the Qur'an, it should have said, the first ones are nimnin and the second ones are l- l- not part of the Qur'an. They're not they're registered. So therefore, it's only difference between laziness and, uh, and zirizud. So therefore, you see that everybody was part of the Qur'an. It's just that the father did it, kedeh lezarezan, in order to uh, encourage them to come to Yerushalayim quicker. Comes the next Mishnah. Le'olam nimnin alav The minimum shi'ur for each registrant to eat in the Qurma Pesach is a kezayit. And you can keep on adding new members to the group of the Qurma Pesach so long as there's enough for each member to eat at least a kezayit of basar. The first opinion says people can register and withdraw from the Qurban Pesach, from the group, until the Shehita. Rabbi Shem'on Omer, Aji Yizrok Adam. Rabbi Shem'on says, no, until the Kohen sprinkles the blood. The Gemara is going to explain that Rabbi Shem'on only argues by withdrawing. Meaning, by actually joining the Qurban, he agrees that the cutoff point is Shehita. However, the Gabe withdrawing, he says that you have until Zirika, where Tanakama says that you have until Shaita. So that is the nature of the Mahlok between Tanakama and Rabbi Shimon the Gibra will explain this clearly. Gibra says uh, the first ruling of the Mishnah, the Gibra says, Maikamashvalan, which means you're telling me that so long as there's an olive's worth of meat, you can add more members. Well, isn't that obvious? What is the Mishnah coming to teach us? The Hadush of the Mishnah is, Which means the Hadush is that, let's say, even though one entire group was registered for a certain uh, offering, for a certain Qurban Pesach, and the entire group, all of them, 
withdrew, which means they all left that korban. Another group can register for that korban, which means even though this korban at one moment did not have any people part of it because they all uh, left. So you see over here that what? The korban remains kasher so long as new people join the uh, create a new group and therefore the hadushah so long as there is a kezayit for each member even though the korban lost its all its members but new members joined to form a new group the, so long as there is a kezayit for each member it is still kasher we'll see in the Gemara later there is another opinion that says that the whole group cannot withdraw you have to leave at least one person is. So this opinion obviously is at odds with that. Comes again says, That people can register and withdraw until the shahita. And Rabbi Shimon says until the zirika. The only mahlukatin tarakama. And Rabbi Shimon is what? Legabe withdrawing from the group. The Rabbanan Sabri, the rabbis hold from the Pasuk, Mihiyot Miseh, right? The Pasuk says, Mihiyot uh, Miseh, that's in the Pasuk talking about, meaning, if people want to withdraw, right? If you want to take away from the group, so it says, Mihayute Deseh. They're learning the word mihiyot, as if it says mihayute. As long as the sheep is still alive, you can withdraw. Right? Which means literally from the circumstances of the lamb. So long as you did not perform the avodah, which means uh, the zirika. So therefore the mahlokit is really based on how to word, learn the word mihiyot miseh. Which is in the pasuk that talks about people withdrawing. Akamim hold mehayute dese, which is the se has to be alive. Means up until the shaita. Whereas Rabbi Shimon says no mehayute dese from the circumstances of the se. What are you doing with the sheep? Bring us to the korban. So until the zirika, you still have the ability to pull out avali manot. But to register, everybody agrees, the cut-off point is the shechita, the amar kera, b'mechsat nefashot, because the pasuk says, b'mechsat nefashot, according to the numbers of the, say, the people that registered, and then it says in the pasuk again, tachosu. Now we learned that the word tachosu alludes to the uh, slaughtering, which means, when are the people able to register? When is that? At the time of Tachosu, at the time of the Shehita. Tanya and Mehachem have a bright to support this. Regarding registering and withdrawing, that is until the time of Shehita. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Nimnin Achi Shehit. However, withdrawing is until the Sidikat Adam. And now we go to the Abu Bid, to the next Mishnah. And the Mishnah says, If let's say one member of the group, he himself joins other members to eat with his share. Because let's say you have ten guys in the group. One of the guys in the group, he invites others to eat with him. So, He registers others to eat with him in his portion. The Bnei Habura able to tell this guy, here's your meat, 
you go eat alone. It's able to tell him to go eat in a separate habura. Therefore, they're able to eat from his own, whatever portion they gave him, and they eat from their own. The hidush is that uh, they're able to tell him to eat uh, elsewhere. And the Gemara will discuss what the reason. Now, obviously, you have to say that this Mishnah holds like the opinion that we learned earlier, that the Qurban Pesach can be eaten in two groups. Right? And that was said in Shittat Rabbi Yehuda, that you can eat in two groups. Therefore, you're able to tell him this. Now, why would they... Uh, have the right to tell this guy who registered his, you know, some other people on the Korban uh, Pesach to tell him to go eat alone. So the says, Ibayelehu. The Gebra has the following question. Bnei Habura, Shayu Yadav Shilahad Mem Yafot. Let's say one of the members of the Habura, literally he had good hands, meaning he was very greedy. Meaning <coughs> he eats a lot. So the, so the Habura's uh, concern, if they let him be part of the group, he's going to eat uh, a lot of the Qurban Pesach. So the question is like this. Can they tell him, listen, here's your portion and leave. Now, what's the question? Do we say, Maybe the registrant can say, hey, listen, you accepted me. Which means you can't now uh, take me out of the group. You, you let me join the uh, Habura. Or they could say, listen, We accepted you for the benefit of the sacrifice. Meaning, we needed enough people to eat kizetin from the Qurban Pesach in order that we don't bring it to Notar. So we needed you to benefit. However, But uh, we didn't accept you with the assumption that you're going to eat more than we're going to eat. And therefore, maybe they could tell them that. So that's the question. Tashema, so the government wants to resolve this question. Tashema, oh, from Al Mishnah. If one of the people in the Quran Pesach, he <coughs> registers other people to eat with his share. They're able to give him his portion. Right? He eats separately, and they eat separately. My ta'ama, what's the reason? This case is similar to the greedy guy, which means, um, just like the case of the guy that eats uh, a lot, where the question we have is, we want to know, can we send him away? Well, this case is similar, because since he has a lot of guys that he registered himself, he's going to eat more than his share. So therefore, they're able to say, listen, we're not interested in the guys that you included. Here's your halik, go away. Also, from there we want to resolve. Just like you can tell the guy who was memneh, others in his halik, go separately. So we want to say the same thing with the guy that eats, the adam yafot, that can also give him his halik and push him away. And the Gemara says, the isal kadatach. Then if you want to tell me, yadav yafot matzi amar luka biltun. And if you want to say that, no, that the fellow can say, hey, you accepted me. So let the guy in the Mishnah also have the same claim like the guy that has Yadayim Yafot and let him say, you accepted me. From the fact that you see the Mishnah does not give that guy that claim, that means that that claim of you accepted me for the group is not a claim. And therefore what? Just like in the Mishnah, the guy who's going to eat more is 
able to be pushed away from the group, so too a guy that uh, comes to the group and they find out that he's a glutton, they're able to tell him, separate from the group. So the Gemara wants to bring a proof to the question. Amri, the Gemara says, Lo, Deot Shani. It's different when you have extra people, Deot, extra people added to the group. Because even if, let's say, both the original guy that was registered, plus the guy that he added, let's say they would eat the same amount. Let's say it's not an issue of eating more. Still, they tell him, We don't want strange people eating with us. Meaning, I can make a difference. I can tell you. In the Mishnah, the reason why they can push him away is not because he's eating more. Even if it wasn't in Yan of eating more. They can say, listen, we, we don't know this guy that you're, you're, you're eating now. Now we have to eat with strangers. People want to eat with people that they know. So maybe the logic of the Mishnah is they want to push him away because he ate at a guy that they're not familiar with. So who says that you could learn from that case that a glutton that's really part of the group, that they know him, maybe he does have a claim where he can say, Kabiltin, mean you accepted me. You know who I was from the beginning. Therefore, uh, there's no proof to the, from the Mishnah. So comes this Kemalah tries to give a different proof. Tashema, we have a, another proof from a Brayta. And we had this Brayta previously. Let's say this Shamosh, who uh, was part of a group of Korban Pesach, and as he was roasting the Korban Pesach in the oven, so what happened, he started to eat a Kezayit of the piece of meat. If he's wise, he should just fill his stomach with it. Because the rule is, once he's in a certain spot, he cannot leave that spot. So if he's smart, let him just finish eating the Quran Pesach. Now, now, if the group that he's part of wants to do him a favor, they can uh, give him company while he's eating, and go sit with him, and eat the Quran Pesach at the spot of the oven. Those are the words of the Be'udah. Meaning, the, the slave... The shamosh, the waiter, he has no options. He has to eat where he started. Now, according to the Buddha, you can eat the Quran Pesach in two different haburot. So technically the group, if they want to take the rest of the Quran Pesach and eat it somewhere else, they have that option. But if they want to be nice to him, to eat with him, they can eat the Quran Pesach as well by the Tanur. So the Kamehameha says, Ratsu in. If they're willing, fine. Lo Ratsu, lo. Now, but if they don't want to eat with him, they don't have to. Ve'amai. Why? Maybe the waiter could come along and have a claim and say, Hey, listen, you accepted me in the group. And therefore, since you accepted me in the group, and this is where I'm eating, so you have to eat. Which means since the Braita says that the Shamosh cannot force his will on the rest of the group, he cannot demand uh, you know, that you accepted me unconditionally no matter what I'm doing. So I'll say the same thing in the Mishnah. But I'll say the same thing in the question. Mm-hmm. Our question was what? One guy's a glutton. So the Gemara wants to say, oh, uh, can they, do they have to accept him? Or can they let him eat alone? The Gemara says, well, maybe you can have a claim and say, hey, you accepted me. I want to say, just like the Shamosh cannot put demands on the Habura and say, you have to eat with me because you accepted me. So too will say that the glutton cannot come along and say, hey, you accepted me, therefore you have to follow my demands. The Gemara wants to draw a 
correlation between the two cases. Mm-hmm. The Gemara says the cases are not similar. Shani Atam, Ta'amri Le, Kika Belinach, Adata de Nitrehach Kaman, Le Mitrach Lan, Le Didach, when we accepted you as the waiter, we accepted that you will trouble yourself for us, because you're the waiter. But not that we're going to trouble ourselves for you, which is a waiter is different. A waiter doesn't have that claim to say, you accepted me. Well, we accepted you that we should bother ourselves, you're the waiter, you're serving us. So therefore, we don't have to go to eat with you. Masha'ikim with a regular friend that's part of the group, maybe they accepted him, they're not accepting him to serve him, they accept him socially. And therefore, he has the claim to say, Kabelinach. And therefore, maybe, they do have to acquiesce to let him eat with them even though he is gluttonous. So therefore we have no proof from the case of the Shamosh. Comes the Gemara and says, Tashiman, this is going to be an explicit source uh, that's going to tell us what the deen is. Bene Habura, Shaya Yadav Shilahat Mehem, Yafot, one of the members of the Habura, that uh, he was a glutton, he eats a lot, Vashain Omar, they're able to tell him, Tol Helkecha Veseh, they're able to tell him, take your helek and go out. Even let's say five friends that made a sibolet, which is a joint meal. Nothing to do with Quran Pesach. They're just getting together on a sa'udat reshut and having a meal together. Even in a sa'udat reshut, they're able to tell the glutton, here's your halik and go away. Because they don't want him to eat more than... Yes, sir. So the Gemara says, Shmak minna. Proof positive that we've answered our question. That they can throw him out of the group. So the Gemara says, My velo od. What's the second case? Meaning, you gave me a case of Qurban Pesach. Right? You told me about the Qurban Pesach, the guys are glutton, they can give him his halik. Then you tell me, not only that, but even in the case where guys are sitting uh, together and eating. What was that case coming to add more than the first case? So the Gemara says, Lomi ba'ya come up. The Mishnah is using a style of no mebaya, not only, meaning no mebaya Pesach which means not only by Pesach dematsi amri lekikabrinach litikunezeviha by Pesach they really have a claim on the guy when the guy says, hey you accepted me they can say, listen, we did accept you, for what? for the purpose of uh, rectifying the Qurban we accepted you because we needed you to eat a kizayat like everybody else, so the Qurban does not come to notar However, we didn't accept you to, uh, to hurt us. Yes. But the just even in a regular meal, which is mere companionship, which means there's no inyan of korban over there. Still, which means not only by a korban where the group has a strong claim. Say, so listen, we did accept you, but for what? For the purpose of the korban. But we didn't accept you to eat more than the share. Right. Uh, then you'd say they could throw him out. The Hadush is even in the Saudat Reshut, where all of this is uh, friends eating. Right. So therefore, they don't have to claim we accepted you for the, uh, to fix the Qurban. There's no Qurban. Still, they could say, when did we accept you? We accepted you to eat your normal Halik. But if you're not going to eat your normal Halik, they're able to send them even in the Saudat Reshut away. Some say, Some say this was not the question of the Gemara. It was obvious, if there's a glutton in the group, it's clear, they were able to send them 
to eat alone. That was not the question of the Gemara. So what was the question? Rather, this was the question. Which means, members of a group that all registered for a Pesach, are they able to divide it amongst them, giving, let's say, each member a personal portion, or they cannot divide it. Maybe they want to sit together <coughs> and put the korban on the table in front of them, and they all eat together. Meaning, could you divide up the korban Pesach <coughs> into portions and give a allotted portion to each member of the group, or uh, do they have to eat it all together <coughs> from the you know the communal portion that is put in front of them? <coughs> I'll answer this question. Again, from the case of the fellow that one of his uh, hands were uh, yafot, like we said, his hands are refined hand, meaning he takes a lot. They say, they can say, take your portion and go out. So the Gemara says, They can only dismiss him because why? But if he's a regular eater, you don't send anybody away. That what? That the group must eat together. Which means they don't uh, limit somebody unless he's a glutton. But if he's not a glutton, they just put the Quran in front of everybody and they eat together. They don't start dividing uh, portions and, you know, rationing the Quran Pesach to each members of the group. Now the Gemara tells a story. Rapapa Rabhuna and Rabhuna, the son of Rabbi Yoshua, Aribu They were eating bread together. In the time that it takes Ravuna, to eat one loaf of bread, the papa was able to eat four loaves. So Ravuna says, hey, the papa, Pelagli, divide it equally over here. What are you doing over here? Eating all the bread. Before you eat all the bread, he wants to have uh, to split it. So the Yabara says, So the papa says, Kabiltun. So what do you mean? You accepted me as part of the group. You know that I eat uh, more, and I'm accepted now, so you can't uh, uh, now limit me. So therefore, the Gemara says, So, Ravuna asked Papa all those questions to, to show that what? Like the, like the, the questions that we learned uh, just now from the Brighton. That what? That maybe the claim of Kabiltun is not a legitimate claim, like we just cited above. That maybe they can dismiss a glutton. And the Papa answered, like the Gibraltar answered, no proof that those cases are different. Like we said over there, Shani Hatam, Shani Hatam. Over there there's Deot, right? Because over there you're adding a, a different uh, fellow. Over there it's a waiter. So therefore, the Papa says, those are those questions. So the Gibraltar says, Eti Be. So then the Vuna challenged it with a clear bright. And he said, listen, Bene Habura. We have the members of a group. That what? That one was had refined hands when he had Yadaim Yafot. Clearly it says they could send them away. Right? Because eating alone. And not only that case, but even the case of guys that are sitting down in a Sawadat Rishut. Still, what if one eats more than the share? They could tell him, Tol Hankeka, they say. So the papa says, Again, that's different in this case. There they can say, listen, we only accepted you to fix the 
korban. So you'll be part of it, so there'll be no notar. But this is not a Quran Pesach case, so they asked him from the second case. Etive Sibolet. So Rabbuna asked him from the Sibolet, from the Saudat Reshut case. And the Papa did not have an answer. Pelagle. So therefore, the Papa had no choice but to divide the meal equally with Ravuna. Azal Arif Bade Ravina. Another time Ravuna went and ate bread with Ravuna. And Dachir Ravuna Bered Rav Yoshua Hada. For the time that it took Ravuna to eat one loaf of bread, Achal Ravina Temanya. Ravina ate eight loaves. So Ravuna said, I'd rather a hundred like the papa and not one Ravina. Because yeah, I didn't realize how good I had it. The papa only eats four at a time, but he eats eight in the time that he eats one. I was better off with the papa. Baruch Amen. Amen.